Hi there. This is Dennis Velko with Out Bureau. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Out Bureau Voices, where we have engaging conversations with LGBTQ professionals, entrepreneurs, and community leaders from around the world. And today, I think Darren Lolly, our guest, kind of hits the category on all of those. He's doing some very interesting and fun things, hitting basically all of those fields. So welcome to the show, Darren. Good morning, Dennis. How are you? Oh, well, I'm doing quite well, uh, although I'm only about halfway through my first cup of coffee. So hopefully we'll keep the energy level up here. Um, so, uh, Darren, um, now... I know just a little bit about you, uh, but for our uh, audience out there, both our viewers and our listeners, I always like to start with just a little bit of your professional background so people can get a little bit of kind of uh, context uh, as we build into what you're doing today. Would you like to start off and share a little bit about your background? Sure. Uh, my educational background is in business management, communications, and film. Uh, I really couldn't decide what I wanted to do when I was in college. Uh, so I did uh, a little bit of everything that I enjoyed doing. Uh, professionally, uh, I'm an operations consultant with a specialization in new division and turnaround management. Um, I've worked in a variety of different industries, healthcare, nutrition, franchising, oil, aviation, uh, even Bose, um, Bose Audio. Uh, my passion project was a foray into LGBTQ that turned into uh, Happening Out Television Network, which started out as uh, It's Happening Out, which is our uh, roundtable coffee talk discussion show. And from there, we expanded to news, which is Queer News Tonight. And uh, after that, we did uh, Gay Town Hall, which is a town hall type uh, conversational show. And uh, we've recently partnered, well, a year ago, uh, Two weeks before pandemic, we partnered with Sunshine Cathedral to help broadcast uh, the largest queer uh, church service broadcast in the world with over 30,000 people watching live. Uh, so that's, that's kind of my background and that's kind of what I'm doing now. Oh, well, uh, very interesting. So from business turnaround and consulting, so was the kind of the media format and getting into the LGBT, is that, you know, how, kind of how did that fit? What was the kind of spark that made you, you know, one day go, oh, I think I want to start a, you know, YouTube and live stream feed and doing this, you know, kind of what, what was going on, you know, in your world or, you know, what kind of gave you that idea and spark? Well, uh, I was living in an era where um, you could go to, where you could be in a gay bar um, and you could be talking to somebody and there would be these hot button issues that, um, that would be an immediate shutdown, right? And I'm not even talking about, oh, I think somebody's cute and I'm going to go flirt with him. Uh, I'm talking about um, you're just sitting and you're having a conversation with somebody and uh, for LGBTQ, the conversation was an instant shutdown. Um, one example would be religion, right? Religion was ca has caused so much harm to LGBTQ community um, that it's often something that people don't even want to talk about. And so uh, the idea of 
an open conversation, a safe space type platform where people could, uh, where LGBTQ could sit down and talk about um, things that were important to them um, was always something that's been, um, has always been something that's been on my mind to do. Um, in business, uh, as well as in personal life, uh, I found that one of my biggest success strategies is surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me, <laughs> uh, more creative than me, um, and creating loyal relationships, uh, so relationship building. And so uh, when I encountered uh, a, now a very good friend of mine, at the time I had just met him, um, uh, Al, and we were talking about uh, this frustration that I had and and his creative spark of saying, well, I know a couple people that we can sit down in front of a camera to do this. Um, and my engineering background of being able to set the system up, um, we worked together and, and we started it. And it started out with uh, five core hosts and it has grown now to eight core hosts. And we've had um, over 60 special guests. So uh, that's how that how, that's how that got sparked. Um, and then from there, it kind of morphed okay. into more. Okay. And um, now, did that start off always as a live stream with recordings, you know, available after the fact? Or was it, you know, kind of like what I do? I record and I do, you know, post-production and, and let them all out, um, you know, kind of in order, just out of curiosity. Was it always kind of a live stream or did you guys kind of grow into that? Yeah, so around two and a half years ago, it, it started off as live stream. Uh, when we started the show, um, the craze was live. Uh, Facebook Live was has just started becoming popular. Um, Snapchat was just entering the market, um, or at least penetrating uh, the market and becoming popular. And so uh, we knew that from a marketing perspective, live was going to be very important. So from the very beginning, our first broadcast was live with a few uh, hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> but from the very beginning, uh, from the very beginning, it was live. And then because of the way that YouTube and Facebook, because of the way that are platformed, everything was available on demand afterwards, of course. Um, but the majority of our viewers, especially in the beginning, um, they were live. Oh. Like watching live, yeah. Cool beans, cool beans. And now, uh, again, so sorry, I've only had a half a cup of coffee. So that started all about about a year ago? About two years ago, uh, two we just years celebrated ago. Our, our two year anniversary uh, okay. last November. Okay, so in November 2019, um, is yeah, it around? Yeah. 18. 2018. Okay, yeah. again, only half a cup of coffee. <laughs> Math and brain, too. Come on, Dennis. Got it. Um, so, um, so, okay, because of course someone can watch this at any point in the future. And so, um, Folks can find you at the, you know, happeningout.com. Happeningout.com, yes. And, of course, search for you and on I'm, YouTube. YouTube, Facebook, um, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, all okay. the major platforms. Okay, super. And so uh, you so you have gone through some um, uh, format in, in different show and format and so forth. So from your 
kind of like the view or the talk uh, with the uh, new several hosts, you know, six to seven or so hosts, um, all kind of giving points of view on things. Um, to your next show, I believe, was the, uh, the Daily News. And that is quite, so that's like going from a one-week thing to an everyday thing. Wow, that is a commitment. Right. Um, so increase in efficiencies. Uh, my background is operations. Uh, so um, when we first started It's Happening Out, which is the talk show, um, it took a week. It took 40 hours to produce and manufacture that show. Um, as we progressed, we increased our efficiency. And so um, it wasn't just, and I'll talk a little bit about how the concept for the news started um, but it wasn't just that, um, that that concept started formulating in the office, but also that we were becoming more efficient with the talk show. And so we had additional man hours that we could contribute to other projects. And so when the idea of um, when, when we started to realize internally that um, there was a president in office who was consuming a lot of our conversational, a lot of our conversational time on the show, um, and it occurred to us that, um, that we were becoming a little bit too newsy on a coffee table talk show, uh, and that perhaps we should explore what it would do, what it would look like if we created a separate show that was exclusively dedicated to news. Um, and that coupled with our increased efficiency and now the availability of, of our human resources to be able to manufacture a news show is really what sparked uh, the concept. Then it went to creative to try and understand um, what format would work best um, and, and how we could do it differently than, than what other people have been doing. Okay. Doing it different than other people have been doing though is there's, not really other LGBT news shows, is there or have there been? I'm not. I'm, I'm not aware of any. Well, no, um, <laughs> uh, there hasn't. The cl I think the closest uh, you could say, which is which is no longer a program, but we joke about it in the office, was the Naked News. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's about as close as you got. Uh, but really, if if you were to if you were to think of perceived competitors for us, it would be the Washington Blade, um, Pink News, uh, but none of them do um, live broadcast news in the way that we do. None of them um, give you the news in a format that you can uh, digest while you're driving to work or that you can sit, sit at home, turn on the news and, and just listen to um, and watch. Uh, and we incorporate news partners. Uh, we partner with a variety of, of larger news channels. Uh, CNN, NBC, to give us uh, some of their uh, video packages. And, um, and so we integrate uh, their reporting and we report on the LGBTQ perspective of uh, the news at large. Oh, okay. Nice to hear that you're partnered with, you know, some of the uh, large, well-respected uh, news sources uh, out there. So, uh, so neat. So in addition to the Anderson Cooper and the, and the lemon on, uh, the CNN who they don't get to necessarily do the gay view, right? Because they're on right. a 
standard format. And there's, uh, geez, I can't think of his name right now, but he's one of the first out newscasters. He lives in Atlanta. Super cute. Um, but anywho, he's, uh, he's two. He's just, he's mainstream news. So even though there might be LGBT people, uh, really in, in the news world, they're not always really being able to give that LGBTQ perspective because they're, they're speaking to a general audience. They've got the huge corporation that, you know, has them on a leash, dragging them around like, you know, a pup. Uh, and so, um, so yeah, you know, I'm thinking like Ra uh, Rachel Maddow, you know, right? Mm -hmm. Famously lesbian out on MSNBC, I believe it is. But, you know, although everyone knows she's lesbian, just like everyone knows, you know, that uh, incredibly adorable Anderson Cooper is gay, um, you know, they might be able to throw something in there now and then. Um, but it's not that that consistent voice from the LGBT community. So, right. so, so very neat. And you bring up a good point. Yes, it is video format, but just like out your voices on 14 podcasting apps, even if you're viewing your, uh, listening to your news while on the go, you can always, you know, throw on YouTube and stream it. Hopefully you've got a, uh, um, a stereo in your, uh, uh, vehicle that can, you know, stream that audio so that you can still listen in while you're driving. Yes, over 30% of our viewers are, uh, are listening to, to, the, to, the, um, to the different news programming. Okay. Uh, which, is, which is interesting. That's a new metric that YouTube started, um, started uh, including in their, um, in their analytics about the middle of last year. And so it's, it's, it's been really interesting to, to understand how people are consuming uh, the product. And what we and we start making modifications based on you know based on those metrics. So yes, uh, you can you can watch it and you can listen to it. Sure, sure, and uh, and of course there's all the podcasting apps that could possibly be streamed to in the future. Um, but um, but yeah, boy, yeah, you know, and luckily, how many people are kind of working on in whatever capacity? paid, volunteered, slave labor, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be. But how many people, because I know it's more than just you and Al. Uh, I'm aware of mm -hmm. David, uh, ran into him numerous times in and around Fort Lauderdale. And um, so, you know, if it, just off the top of my head, I can like count about 10 people. Um, but about how uh, many people are involved in happening out and making this all come to life? Uh, it's, it's a little less than that. It's seven people. Seven. Um, we have a, oh, okay. Yeah, we have director, creative, content, um, and then talent, um, uh, then in-house talent. And then um, when we talk about um, LGBTQ perspective, uh, it's really important to us um, that we not um, – that we not pigeonhole that into one one type of perspective, and so um, over, uh, through the evolution of Queer News Tonight, as we started adding um, not just the LGBTQ slant to the story, but we also started adding perspective. Uh, we realized that we needed to diversify our anchors so that 
the perspective that we were providing was coming from um, the black community, from the black LGBTQ community, from the transgender community, um, from uh, from LGBTQ and and even allies in in some cases, um, so we can get their perspective as well. Um, so it's it's LGBTQ perspective that we're adding to um, to the news, but uh, we try and make it the entire gamut of the LGBTQ spectrum. Understand and and you know and that's that's uh, very commendable to uh, to make sure that you put that in there and and bring and reach out and bring you know people on you know like even in the future you know periodical you know guest uh, anchors guest spots or something like that that just keeps it fresh you know keeps mm-hmm. keeps it fresh and interesting. Uh, so uh having consistency while mixing it up (laughs) precisely and and part of that too is getting to your town hall now there's that's a lot of mixing up i don't uh that's a lot of people to wrangle so Uh, let's talk about a little bit let's talk a little bit about how that came to be and and what that focus is um (laughs) So that came from realizing that um, the talk show um, was super interesting, um, and that we were finding uh, a lot of unique, um, a lot of unique conversation going on there. Um, but uh, a lot of the comments that were coming in on the shows were were shedding a lot of, um, were exposing us to a significantly larger. Uh, perspective and, and commentary. And so um, we decided that we wanted to test something out where we would have more than just six people on the show um, just to see what it was like. And out of that came uh, came Gay Town Hall. And that was where uh, the idea is that we can have um, an unlimited number of participants and that we would then include the people who were watching you know, who were too shy to be on the show uh, per se, or to have their face on camera, but were willing to contribute in the comments, in the comment stream. And so we folded them into the conversation and we have somebody on that show that's dedicated to bringing the comments into the show and folding them into the conversation. And that's how the Gay Town Hall started. And out of that came the uber controversial um, presidential, uh, LGBTQ presidential town hall that we hosted that had uh, over 500,000 views, uh, where we hosted uh, hashtag walk away and three of their panelists to to debate three of our uh, panelists to help get people, to help get the LGBTQ community to go out and vote uh, before the November 3rd elections. Mm, very, very cool and very, very interesting. But uh, wow, the logistics of managing that many people, you know, on a live stream, just um, you've got to have efficiencies down and, and maybe maybe a, a dominatrix with a whip in the background. <laughs> yeah, there's a one hour pre-show. Um, there's a one hour pre-show where we meet with everybody and we walk through because we often have brand new people on the show um, hosting. 
on the panel. Um, so we walk through all the, all the little steps. Your lighting needs to be correct. This is how you mute. If you're going to get up and you're going to go do something, or if you have a dog in the background, make sure that you uh, put them in another room. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so we do our very best to mitigate and manage all of that in advance. Uh, but it does take time. You're right. Uh, but it's worth it. Uh, we get excellent conversation out of that show. Yes. Uh, yes. I've watched uh, several and ha have enjoyed them. And I do know what you mean by getting some pre stuff because it's uh, even just doing this, you know, small thing. I've had to, you know, let people know things ahead of time, remind them of things during the middle of it. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting, but it's fun. You know, it, it's for me, it's it's fun really being able to um, really dive into a dialogue with someone and um, really get to kind of the, kind of the meat of the content. And there are some shows where I bring up personal uh, anecdotes, personal relatable stories that that, you know, that they're talking about. We've had a lot of, you know, several mental uh, wellness coaches on and um yeah, just it, it's been it's been very fulfilling for me and it's been educational for me as well. Um, it's been nice having guests on that, um, you know, come from a different background, a different perspective. I've had numerous uh, persons of trans ex experience on the show and just, you know, me learning because, you know, you, just because you're gay, a gay cisgender male doesn't mean, you know, everything about everything, uh, all of the whole LGBT rainbow and, you know, just, you know, in getting down what people prefer. Don't assume, ask, you know, <laughs> Oh, do you prefer transgender male, trans male, trans man? I mean, ask I've learned <laughs> it's so much easier than going back. Well, it's, it's just get it right. The first time. And, um, you know, uh, anywho, it's been very, very enlightening and I'm sure so, so, you know, perhaps, um, you know, I'm sure there's been educational or enlightening experiences along the way as well. So you, you've kind of mentioned that, you know, the, one of the largest or most controversial, um, episodes was with the presidential election. Um, very, very interesting. Have there been any other episodes? I know you, you tend to, if I'm not mistaken, you tend to kind of be more the operations behind the scenes guy. Um, but, you know, has there been other, if, if something pops to your mind, maybe over the last two years, you know, a couple of situations or uh, guests or topics other than the presidential one, um, that maybe kind of stuck out to you or that you felt, oh, that was a really great lesson or that was a really great information or that was a complete train wreck <laughs> without giving names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, from, from, a pers uh, from a business perspective, I've learned a lot, um, you know, how, how you navigate YouTube and, and, and a bunch of um, uh, just a bunch of, of business growth. Uh, I've learned quite a bit. Uh, but from a personal perspective, um, you're right. Um, I didn't realize um, how uh, maybe inconsiderate isn't the right word because that implies intent, um, but how inconsiderate I have been to members of the, of the transgender community, for example. Um, and I do consider myself um, enlightened and progressive and um, and respectful. Um, but 
I have learned so much just from the conversation that has happened on the show. Uh, the presidential uh, election was controversial because it was it's it was such a polarizing topic, right? People are pro-Trump or they're pro um, or, or pro in most else. cases <laughs> pro anything else, right? Um, but but even in that conversation, right? One of their panelists, um, uh, uh, Mikey, uh, sorry, uh, Blair, um, you know, transgender woman who uh, was essentially weaponizing um, trans, um, uh, transgender in the military um, and, and transgender service people in the military um, in, in, in such an interesting way that, um, you know, not a way that I am an advocate for in any way, shape or form. In fact, I completely disagree. Um, but the ability to have that conversation and have that open forum so that everybody can not only make their, make their own opinion, uh, form their own opinion, um, but also so that you can understand what the other side is thinking. It, it has just been this whole, um, this whole, everything from it's happening out through Q News, through Gay Town Hall, and even through our our church, which through our support of of the church Sunday broadcast. Um, all of that has just created so many different platforms for open conversation which I've just grown so much from um, as, as an individual and that I hope uh, people who are watching and people who are participating are also growing from. So it's a, uh, it, it's every moment is a learning moment um, because mm. there's so many different opinions that are brought to the table. Mm, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I know you guys have been involved with the uh, Sunshine Cathedral for quite some time. I know the pastor there has been on your shows numerous times. And so now you're doing, you know, the Sunday broadcast, which, as you mentioned, brings in uh, on average, what you said, 30,000 viewers a week. Yes. To their wow. service. Yeah. That's Many amazing. Many of them live. Wow. That's amazing. And um, so is that a non-denominational or is it, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not, make our, 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 our viewers just give them a little bit of information because they might want to tune into that as well. Right. Um, so they're not, uh, technically they're part of the MCC. Um, oh. However, they are a, they are a Christian uh, church, but they're, uh, they're completely, they're completely affirming. Uh, for example, when uh, when it comes time to take communion, um, you can they say uh, you can take communion with uh, whatever your beliefs are or whatever your doubts are. It doesn't matter. Um, there is no distance in love, and uh, and so uh, they uh, they 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 are uh, part of a denomination. But I I would I would put I would set all of that all those preconceived notions aside. And, mm. and I invite everybody to just watch the service and see how, um, how they bring everybody into the fold, no matter who you are. Uh, mm. There are Muslims who attend service. <laughs> there okay. are uh, people of Jewish faith that, that attend service because, um, because they're completely open. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to check out a few uh, of their things. I have... 
I grew up evangelical and, you know, after having been away, you know, and disdaining and abstaining and so forth for a while, uh, really enjoy the Unitarian Universalist Church that affirms all world faiths uh, in a very, um, very easy way. Uh, so I'd be very interested to see, you know, what this is. And what's so so great is too is, you know, having a having your news, having a little bit of camp and fun, um, but then also bringing an actual service quote unquote, of a service, bringing a service to the community where no matter where they live uh, in the U.S. or around the world, uh, that they're able to connect with an affirming spiritual practice uh, through uh, what's happening out and then watching those, um, uh, watching and participating uh, via uh, the Sunshine, Sunshine Cathedral um, um, broadcasts uh that, that you've you've helped enable or you did enable so uh so that's a really great uh thing because as you uh you know indicated and we've said on the show here as well you know so many people have 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 had negative experiences um through well possibly well-intended um family members who understood and interpreted the Bible or other religious teachings to be very dogmatic and, you know, and, and push their family members out. Um, and so, uh, and there's, there's one study, I believe it was, it was like 30, 30 or 35% of LGBT uh, people in the U.S. Um, identify as spiritual, if I'm not misquoting that study. Um, and some would be but they have that negative kind of background with it. So providing that is also a way to help other people not only have, you know, a sense of belonging and space uh, and personal growth, but, uh, you know, possibly healing, you know, from their, uh, from their past. So wonderful, wonderful. We'll definitely have to uh, check that out. And we'll have, of course, uh, show note links to all of that and, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so, so we've talked about now kind of what your spark was, what you've been doing. And, uh, you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, I know it can be difficult because you are so in the weeds of the day, you know, fighting fires, getting this done, like me, changing uh, hosting providers and for over a week and a half dealing with almost nothing but technical issues to get back to regular status quo even but um you know what's kind of your you know are there you know without giving away the, the secret sauce uh and so forth but is there kind of a plan of trajectory for maybe a one to three years from now what you would either like to see or hope to see or new things on the development that you're able to share yeah uh well, there's nothing that we're ready to share just yet. We do have uh, a couple of things in the mix. Um, uh, oh, actually, that's not true. Um, we're going to be sending out the press release uh, on Friday, so I can share uh, a little preview. Um, but we are expanding to travel. Um, we're going to have uh, Happening Out.Travel, which will be a travel show um, that will be uh, a weekly travel show. We're bringing in um, Anchor Fit in South Florida, she's, she's a, a super popular mainstay, uh, Faye Watt, 
and we're bringing in um, David Hopkins, and they're going to be talking about all the different travel um, deals and trips and, and, and what's coming up next uh, post-COVID um, for, for the LGBTQ to, uh, to start planning for uh, post-lockdown, post, uh, you know, wanting to tear your hair out uh, from, from not being able to hang out with people. So we're, we're kind of preparing for what's coming up um, next, and, um, cool. and travel's going to be it. So we're launching that. And Very then we've got cool. a couple of other interesting projects that are coming up uh, that we're putting the finishing touches on to prepare uh, for launch towards the middle of 2021. Okay. So ha- Happy Knit Out is looking to grow and expand. Yes. Um, so pandemic has been very interesting for us. Um, we were a digital platform to begin with. So um, our viewership, our uh, uh, viewer loyalty um, grew in pandemic. Um, so we were very fortunate um, in that regard. Um, and now what we're doing is um, it, expansion is, of course, in our plans. Um, but um, I am of the personal philosophy that for philosophically speaking, that for every dollar we bring in, um, a dollar needs to go back into the community. And that's how the idea of, of sponsoring and partnering with uh, Sunshine Cathedral came into place. Because um, first, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, but also, um, they're, they're, com- they're a pillar in the community here in South Florida. And um, to give, uh, to make them available to We've had fantastic stories. Um, um, a kid in Tennessee uh, found Sunshine Cathedral, and their aunt, the the kid's aunt, reached out, uh, went through his computer to try and find out why his behavior was changing um, and why he was becoming happier with his um, his general disposition in life was becoming much more positive, um, and. Uh, she found out that he was watching the service. She watched it for herself. And now she's a regular tither because she was so um, grateful for what the service was able to, to do uh, for her nephew. And so um, outreach is, is a huge part partnering with organizations um, like the world AIDS museum, um, like um, the pride centers here in, in South Florida and, and across the United States, like sunshine cathedral, um, to to give back and to help these 501c3s that are um, that are frankly struggling in pandemic um, and and that are trying not to close their doors, trying to make it over the hump of of pandemic. Um, right. So supporting them and and giving back and creating those partnerships um, where we can talk about stuff that's newsworthy, stuff stuff that's to- uh, topically conversational. And, um, and, and that we can share and promote. So that's, that's our next big, um, that's our next big shift. In addition to growing our programming, we're also growing how we're, um, how we're collaborating with the community and how we'll be giving back. Awesome. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yes. Wonderful. Very, very good to hear. And yes, um, even pre COVID, um, most LGBTQ community nonprofits struggle. Uh, to make ends meet. <clears throat> no offense to the large organizations out there, um, 
But, you know, when you're CEO of a national, you know, nonprofit and your CEO makes two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars base salary, honey, you don't need my money. You get plenty from corporations. Uh, you know, my money needs to go to nonprofits that affect my local community and causes that are particularly of interest and, and near and dear to my heart. Again, no offense to the large nonprofits out there. Wonderful that you exist. You're, you do a great service to the community. But again, if your CEO makes $300,000 a year, I'm not funding their next vacation, right? I want my money to go to nonprofits who desperately need it, who probably don't even have an annual budget, what those CEOs annual salary is. Not to name ones, but all nonprofits taxes are are open. So if you don't believe me, go look up a few. Uh, and again, it's not being negative toward them at all. I'm just b being clear, <laughs> you know, that the the CEO of uh, you know the the thrift store. Oh my gosh, it's the um, um, the name is kind of difficult. The one that the sports aids right there off next to the Pride Center. Uh, here in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, 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 Pavarello Center? Yeah, Pavarello's. Okay, so like Pavarello's. It's a great community service. It's a thrift store. Love thrifting. Um, and uh, Anna supports people with HIV uh, and, and AIDS for uh, all of that. But I can guarantee their CEO, their probably annual whole you know, operating budget is, you know, less than 300,000. Um, so just, uh, just really think about, um, you know, folks out there, think about, you know, how you can split your money up. If you want to donate to a large national organization, you know, great, but don't let that be everything, you know, maybe split it up and go, okay, well, I'll give 20% to that. And then say, all right, I want to give the rest of the 80% to uh, something that's near and dear. Like I happen to also give to the Asylum Project, which is a national, but it's a very small, but it helps people escape countries where they can be put in prison and so forth and help them move to countries where they can be safe and be um, LGBT and be open and live their lives fulfilling, fulfilling. So that's one that's not necessarily local, but it does affect local people and it's just near and dear to my heart. But then focusing on your local community. And if you're in an area where you don't have, you know, community services, maybe you're in the middle where you don't even have an affirming church so that you can tune in here to Sunshine uh, Cathedral. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, look, look at organizations that actually need it. I mean, LGBT nonprofits just, they're in desperate and dire straits. Uh, COVID has just exasperated that. Did I pronounce that correctly? Not masturbated it, exasperated it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's made it much more difficult. So I commend you. Uh, sorry for going off on a banter there, but you know I've, I've talked about that in a couple of times, uh, like um, uh, in, in a couple of episodes with, with folks, um, because I just don't think people realize you know, how nonprofits, what, what amazing things they do on such shoestring budgets. So again, I, I appreciate that you are partnering with uh, LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ community nonprofits and helping 
give them visibility and uh, supporting both financially and within kind services. So thank you for, for doing that. Uh, well, I know we are coming up here on our time, which I have locked you in for. So uh, Darren, is there any maybe last thoughts uh, before uh, we sign off for today? Well, at first I want to thank you for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. And um, I encourage everybody to, of course, follow all of our shows. It's happening out, Gay Town Hall, Queer News Tonight, um, Q News Tonight, and uh, Sunshine Cathedral Sunday Service. And I also encourage everybody to um, to go to happeningout.com and take a look at our um, at our partner page, uh, which outlines all the different community centers um, and and community organizations that are really going above and beyond right now. Because uh, as you said, it's um, it's uh, there there are the big ones and um, and the big ones do fantastic work, uh, but there's also a lot of smaller ones and the smaller ones who are who are more nimble. Um, there are there are political uh, 501c3s right now who are dedicated to to getting the right people into office to propel um, to propel the right legislation for our community who have turned into food banks uh, because there are so many uh, people who are going hungry. Um, right below me right now, um, our studio is um, is Sunshine Cathedral's uh, food bank as well, and they're they're feeding over 20,000, over 2000 people, um, a month now, um, mm. people and families. So, uh, I encourage you to, to check them out and support where you can. And that doesn't necessarily mean money. Um, it means volunteering. Um, it means, uh, helping to get the word out. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, um, to somebody in need, this is where you can find this service. Um, that also really, really helps. So, um, Absolutely. Give where you can. Uh, give where and 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 what you can, you can and share. So uh, yeah, appreciate that. And yes, we will have uh, links to all of those um, locations uh, in the show notes. So be sure to uh, check that out, especially if you're driving. Don't go trying to write that down right now. Um, and uh, we appreciate you for staying tuned to this episode of Out Bureau Voices. Uh, be sure that you hit the subscribe or follow on whichever app that you are viewing or listening this to. That'll ensure that you you are made aware of all future episodes. Uh, we have currently, as of this release, about 70 episodes already out there. So look up on outbureau.com. That is O-U-T-B-U-R-O.com for past episodes of interest. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in again. This is Dennis Belko. You have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. <laughs>